Hi there, and welcome to the League Review and Preview Podcast, inaugural edition. Hello. How good is hey this fucking joke? Um, my name's Rory Hapt. I'm here with Jared Lenahan. Hello, everybody. How are we? Uh, Jared, how are you going? I've been a lot better. Had a uh, big weekend doing Miami offensive line coach kind of activities in Sydney. <laughs> and um, I got absolutely thrashed in fantasy, so not yeah. great. Um, yeah, not a great week for you, mate. No, not at all. I've, I've had, definitely had better weeks. Was like, the least Carolina didn't lose. That was probably the only takeaway well, for me. Look, to be honest, I'll take a uh, fantasy win over the Browns winning yeah, well, that's yeah. Browns never win, so exactly. So it's it's easy for me to reconcile with that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Convincing winner too. But feeling pretty good. Look, feeling pretty good at the moment. Yeah, um. So let's start off with our review section of the uh, podcast. So we'll run through all of the games from the last week, and we'll start off with. My game, Big Cat Wayne Krzyzewski against Forgetting Brandon Marshall, and they are, like we said, a pretty convincing win for me here. What do you think? Yeah, he's definitely um, gave him a good thrashing this week, over like 65 points or so with the win. Hughes first lost as well, which is pretty big, yeah. and keeps him in the hunt at 2-2, two and two, so yeah, good. Um, a lot of players really pulled through for me, pretty, made a, made a trade with Trundle the Great Stegs last week where I got Corey Davis and Royce Freeman for, I think, um, Alex Collins and Pierre Garçon, so I'm pretty happy with that. Davis yeah, came through yeah, with 31 Drew, Drew points. Drew Brees only had eight points. So yeah, so imagine if he... such a score without Drew Brees. Yeah. Good, good win. Yeah. Um, look, three players with 30-plus points. And yeah, whenever you have that happens, you're bound to have a score in 150. Yeah, really yeah Bernard beat, adding so. another... Um, yeah, so it's a bit disappointing for um, for um, Hugh that you know Michael Thomas you'd expect to put up a score. Yeah, but, and um, um, Drew Brees would have counteracted that, I guess, in a way. So, and OJ Howard getting injured. So yeah, he's out a few weeks, so it's going to yeah, be interesting to see what Hugh will no do impact. There at tight end. Hey Hugh, uh, I'll touch base on this later, but Jared Cook is available. Especially after Max dogged me, so uh, yeah, there's a lot of heat going around for Max at the moment. A lot of heat, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, what's Dalvin Cookin versus the real Slim Brady and Troy coming through, just sort of edging one out a bit, I guess. I mean, yeah, fourteen I'm points. For, I'm going to go for a pun here and say that Dalvin isn't cooking a lot. Yeah, <laughs> well, he put up two points. Two points. So. Yep, not great. Um, yeah. I mean, I think certainly 122 points, probably, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's okay. You might win a, win a few like this one, but you probably yeah, want to be a bit better than that going a forward. score and he got lucky considering Jordan Howard only had 2.5 points. Larry Fitzgerald is just, they can't, don't even start me on the Cardinals. I own David Johnson and like, it just makes me sick. Well, he had five points, and then Benjamin Watson had 3.3 points. So yeah. he was lucky Todd Gurley. I mean, cooked. I think... It was lucky the Rams-Vikings game was Wild Thursday, 
and Deshaun Jackson's keeps producing. So, <laughs> and plus fourteen points from his kicker, lucky. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the any Cardinals players going into the season were a bit of a gamble, giving the dumpster fire of a team that we knew they were going to be. Um, yeah, but mind. yeah, look, it's to have one hundred and twenty-two points, and you like you're not going to get twenty-five points from Brandon Cooks every week. Yeah, but th- to be fair to him, though, like, you're just going to expect more from Jordan Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tom Brady, like, considering they put up 38 points, still didn't, with two picks, only had 18 fantasy points. Generally, in a, like, a big, um, t- uh, big New England win, you're going to get, you know, Tom Brady's going to put up, you know, 300 plus with three or four touch- passing touchdowns and no picks, but, um, it's a bit surprising to only see him put up 18 points in such a big win. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, from, um, on for, the other for, side, for Brennan, he's going to be very upset. He didn't have Andrew Luck playing instead of um, Matt Stafford. Yeah, absolutely. That, that would have had him. Oh, what does my maths look like? He would have won it. He would have won, wouldn't he? Yep, yeah, by about just, a point. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you'd expect, especially against that Dallas defense, you'd expect Stafford to put up decent numbers, which, to his credit, he did, and then. You know, I guess Houston's still got a bit of that reputation, even though they haven't showed it this season. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Brennan does now because he's what's his record now? He's two and two. Um, be interesting to see if he has any reaction and tries to trade anyone on his roster. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, and now out, Tyler so. Eifert after that fucked up ankle break. Uh, that was ridiculous. Like I know I insulted him before the season, but that was just unlucky. That was fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I actually felt a bit sick. Um, next game I have is the Keekly clan versus Max Love, Cox and Dix. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a good game. Um, moving on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I mean, first I'd like to point out that I'm going to have to put an explicit tag on this podcast just because of Lockie's team name. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to. Yeah. Look, yeah, not a lot going for you there. Just gonna start with a disclaimer. Firstly, Chris Carson was playing, but then they decided he wasn't. But I was like super busy Sunday night doing stuff that I'm not gonna repeat on the podcast. And Greg the Leg, I thought was playing as well, but they really done me dirty there. So um, yeah, I don't know if it would have made don't even any get me started on Shady. I hate that guy. I actually hate him. <laughs> um, I despise him with every bone in my body. Yeah, it wouldn't have made a difference though. Yeah, that kind of makes me feel slightly better, but like I feel as I'm one and three, and I my team just shouldn't be one and three. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit unlucky. Amari Cooper seems very hot and cold this season, uh, sort of. And it was just so funny because I had him last season, and he like couldn't catch AIDS in a gay bar. Yeah, and he's freaking putting up twenty seven points on me, and like the Kirk Cousins as well. The one week he puts up monster numbers, you know. Yeah, yeah. and Seems to be my luck. Yeah, I guess that's sort of the nature. Both of those games were shootouts. Yeah. So, and then Will Lutz putting up 15 points and kicker position. Yeah. Seems like... I mean, yeah. I mean, AJ Green seems pretty reliable. Melvin Gordon, I mean, 31 points is pretty bloody good, but seems like you're going to get quite a bit of production from him. Yeah, Eve well, tweak, but um, yeah, that was just, just upsetting, and I'm getting really, really worried about this week's got to be the week for David Johnson. They got an easy match if he doesn't put up points this week, then 
I'm just going to have to really, really think about some stuff. Yeah, and we were talking about this before at this point. We'd like to bring up the fact that uh, you've had... 600 points scored against you in five game in four games sorry so that's yeah, 150 points against per game so against per week so not great yeah the most is the most in the by like around 100 i think i'm yeah. just getting caned um uh, all right moving on to malcolm mitchell in the middle against uh shirley temples I mean, yeah, this is a close one. Look, if you ask me, Shirley Temples is a uh, flex position away from winning this one. Yeah, he definitely is. You'd expect around ten points, twelve points from your flex. Um, and, and based on my calculations, the person you'd be putting in there would definitely have to be Tyler Boyd or absolutely. And that's both of them got the yep. win. Yeah. So, so that's just a managerial area, I believe. I um, mean, look, Shirley if you should are, really, really look into that. Some might call it karma. Um, oh yeah, I think you and Uggs might call it. Karma <laughs> you guys, do, I don't think you guys will be sharing drinks at the um, owners' meeting later this year. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I mean, he came through with Cooper Cup starting off the week with thirty-seven points. Yeah, well, um, from there, you, when you set wide receiver two puts up thirty-seven and a half, you're must probably uh, going to feel pretty good about yourself. Must uh, yeah, but I mean. A really good showing from Malcolm Mitchell in the middle as well. Yeah, well, the league taco is actually three and one, which kind of embarrasses me a little bit because I've been on his case about the fact that he's a taco and he's three and one. He beat me too. So (laughs) I'm going to eat my words a little bit. But I think um, Shirley's really concerned about his tight end position. He's been really throwing some feelers out for a tight end. Jared Cook, uh, Carl Rudolph. um, Well, uh... Dubbing people in the back in the process, so... I'll tell you up front right now that he won't be getting Jared Cook in any circumstances. Yeah, uh, that's a hot take for all of you out there. I'm going to report that one. <laughs> uh, looking at you, uh, Practice Squad Sports Twitter page. Yeah, that's a great page. If you guys haven't followed that yet, definitely get on Twitter. It's one of the best pages on Twitter. Um, yeah, they don't sponsor this podcast at all any either as well. So Yeah, not, not related. They're just really good content. Yeah, and the blokes that run it are really good looking. Too. completely unbiased opinion yeah um, to be fair like just looking at this here like taco boy actually has a pretty good team like, yeah i mean well now that deshaun finally sort of had that game where he's you know i mean he's had a few good games sort of a bit of a slow start um but he got sort of got those rushing yards going as on top of the passing and got a nice rushing td which always helps yeah, and he's a good set at 3-1. and one. And from this, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Max is really, really looking for a tight end, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does this week on the um, in the trade market. So, we well, be looking forward look, to see what happens there. My inside sources have some uh, have some leads. Yeah, I see. I'm just going to close this match out by saying that make sure you guys start a flex because that could be the difference between a win and a loss. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll see, if, we'll see if Max learns his lesson, really. You fail to prepare, prepare to fail, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, all right, moving on to Trundle the Great versus Hanging with Hernandez, and Stakes coming through with another strong week. I mean... Yeah, well, um, his only loss was week one to me when Tyree Keel went berserk, um, and I just put up, like, I think 180 points or so. 
Um, that was his only loss. And then you look at his team now, like Matt Ryan's putting up 30s each week. Kamara's just going ballistic. Thielen's a PPR monster. Yeah. You know, and, um, like Calvin Ridley, what a pickup off the wave a while. Yep. Um, and, and, like, I yeah. think I saw... Sorry to interrupt. I think I saw a yep. statistic earlier that said Calvin Ridley had six touchdowns in his last 20 targets and uh, Julio had none in his last 100. Yeah, well, so, even last year, Julio was putting up yards, but he wasn't um, scoring touchdowns. So, like, his fantasy, especially not in PPR, if you're playing standard scoring, his fantasy was fantasy output wasn't great. Yeah. Because um, he's only had three touchdowns, I think, last year. Well, I think so, we can all agree that Steve Sarkeesian's play calling isn't fantastic. Well, it's been picking up, and I think the fact that Julio's, Julio excuse me, is so good, but uh, Calvin Ridley, because he's a talented receiver himself, he can make plays one-on-one because Julio's always getting that extra attention from, you know, a safety or they're putting two men on him. And Calvin Ridley's getting a lot of one-on-one opportunities and him and Matt Ryan seem to be getting good chemistry now as the season's going on and I think he's going to keep producing in fantasy. So yeah, and it seems, really to that, for him. seems to me that they've... I mean, I haven't seen them since week one, but it seems to me they've learnt that they can throw it to other people in the red zone. That isn't Julio, because it was against Philly. It was just you knew what was happening, and they just it was, they were just throwing into double coverage every time, and it wasn't working for obvious reasons. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think um, I think hanging with Hernandez shouldn't be discouraged though, because he's got quite a good team. Um, yeah, I mean, Vikings defense. It's not every week they're gonna get negative three. It's probably the only time this season. I'm a. Yeah, well, the Miami, the, the way the Miami game went, like 2.6 points from Kenyon Drakes and a lot, and Marvin Jones, you're going to expect more than three receptions for 56 yards regularly. Um, Mike Evans quiet as well. Um, so. Yeah, I'd be a bit concerned about Kenyon Drake. I'm not sure if he's injured or what's going on, but, I mean, Frank Gore's getting more snaps than him and what he had, he's had three rushing yards for the last, both of the last two weeks, and then only 20 receiving yards cumulatively over the last two nice. weeks. Like, it, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on there, but it's just not really clicking. Yeah, and you look at his bench, and like his only other options are running back up. Williams out at Green Bay, who's clearly behind Aaron Jones now, and Allen there in Baltimore, and he's not seeing much action either. Yeah, so. I would say he's clearly behind Collins. Yeah, that's a bit of a stage. concern for him at the running back position. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he looks to trade one of his um, wide receivers for some depth at um, the running back position. It'll be interesting to see if he makes a move there to try and, you know, bolster his squad up. Mm. Um, all right, and moving on to the final game from week four, Uggs and Thugs versus Philly Philly. I'm just going to call him Philly Philly. I'm not putting the numbers in. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, we'll run with Philly Philly. Um. <laughs> He's going to be absolutely shattered. <laughs> yeah. Not Sammy a great Watkins start. Sammy get one reception. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, look, 0-4. Yeah. Scoring you know, 100, happy. not even making 100 points this week. I mean, it's, look, the alarm bells are ringing. And, oh, when he's, look... His bench outscored his starting lineup. Yeah, Tariq Cohen on the bench, Westbrook on the bench, Goff on the bench. Um, 
It'll be interesting to see. I feel as though for him, like just what's happening with his team right now, he's got two quality quarterbacks, and you're never going to be able to pick which one. You know, like when you try and go match up with a quarterback, you never know because one week, you know, like for example, this week you would have expected Mahomes to score more than Goff, you know, because of the Vikings like defense and their front seven. And they're good sec, like you know, they've got a good defense. Like when you're trying to play that juggling game with quarterbacks, you're never going to really. You see, I think he's just got to pick one and use the other to trade away for a skill player to try and give him a bit more depth in the skill positions. Yeah. Because Sammy, Sammy Watkins is just not going to do it in the flex. And you know, Jared Goff and Pat Mahomes are both like top five, top ten fantasy quarterbacks. Well, yeah, they're those two like premier young quarterbacks, and they've both got those offenses that are just absolutely firing. I mean. There's a lot of trade value in both of them. A hundred percent. And like like I said, you can't try and go match up dependent each week for your quarterback. You've just got to pick one. And I think he's got Mahomes as his, you know, untradeable guy. So I think he should he should be looking to trade golf away for, you know, a um another school player. Cause, you know, if he bundled him with someone else, he could probably get someone in return that's gonna really bolster his start inside. And he won't have to deal with that headache of trying to figure out which quarterback to start. Yeah. And then on the other side, Uggs and Thugs must be feeling pretty good at three and one there. Um, yeah, yeah well, 134 one, points yeah. is, you know, it's pretty good. It's enough to get the job done against a lot of teams. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's interesting to see him starting. He's got both Denver receivers. Like, um, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, I feel as though we bring Alshon Jeffrey into the starting lineup and de- demote one of the um, Denver boys to the bench if he yeah. trades one of them or not. I, think I noticed that as well. And look at that. Mm. Just, I'm not sure. Like, just with Case Keenum as well, who's a manageable quarterback, but he's just not. I just feel like you're not going to get a lot of that offensive firepower. Yeah, he and... should have made that throw today. Um, on that route to, uh, was it, I believe it was uh, Sanders? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, he should have made that throw. But I, I think he might be, I'm not sure what he's thinking, but he's a bit concerned about his running back depth, so it would be interesting to see if he tries to flip one of them for a serviceable um, flex or RB2, um, because I think starting both of them every week isn't, you know, going to get the job done, and Alshon Jeffrey definitely should come in and give him some spark at wide receiver. But it was solid for him to get the win, even considering a few low scores from, you know, Gronk. And Demarius Thomas, so and Sanders also. Uh, he'd be happy at three and one, and I think there's some things he could do there to strengthen his roster and make a push for a playoff spot. Yeah, and he's you know sitting pretty tidy for that playoff spot so far. Definitely, you know, there's only a handful of teams on three and one. Um, what yeah. five teams? Yeah, and it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what he does in regards to the Denver wide receiver situation and looking for a running back. Um, um, and the news with Le'Veon Bell coming, possibly coming back for a week eight game would be music to his ears. Yeah, after the bye. Yep. So that he'd be happy to hear that. See what he does. Um. You want to move on to the preview section? Yeah, we can do a quick preview. Yep. Quick preview. Um. Maybe just a quick run across every game. Give us your yep. tips. Yeah, we'll smash the rooms. So there we go. Um. All right. So first up. I have me versus you, Big Cat Wayne Shevsky versus Keekly Clan. Ah, yeah. Um, Here we are. The projected points are giving me a very, very slight nod by less than a point. Um, yeah, well, um, I've still got Greg's, um, Greg the Leg in 
a kick or so when I put him in. I'd assume probably just hit me over the edge. Um, yeah, I do. I do have a feeling that you might make a move before this yeah, week well, starts as well. Few, I've got a few trade talks in the works at the moment. I was actually in contact with Taco about Sonny Michelle previously today. Um, I'm also looking um, at potentially uh, attaining Jared Goff to try and give um, Philly Philly some extra skilled position, possibly wide yeah, receiver. that would definitely help out. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers is playing on one leg. Yeah, he is. Like, I mean, I, my, I figure that if I have Rodgers and Goff, you know, if I attain them, I might be able to get something at a, posi- at a skill position for one of them. Um, be interesting to see if anyone wants to do that for Rodgers or Goff, but I think they're both premier fantasy quarterbacks, and if I can, you know, get something for one of them, I might. Um, but this is definitely the week my team, like, I've got, my team has to fire this week. You know, Rodgers is at Detroit. He's surely got to put up numbers. Shady's playing at Tennessee, like, he can score well on them. And then David Johnson's at San Fran. Yeah. You know, he needs to score. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even, even week, I think. like, even Golden Tate at Green Bay, like, that Green Bay defense is not great. Like, it's Yeah, secondary is not great. they got a good rookie um, cornerback in there, but, like, that's what I mean. This is surely the week that my team, like, if, if I don't score points this week, I'm really in, a, like, a really, really bad place, I think. So it has to be this week. So, um, are you giving yourself the nod? I feel as though if I should be winning this week, and if I'm not, I really should go have a good hard look at myself and probably retire as an owner slash GM. Okay. Well, um, I mean, last I'd like week. to remind you that I put up 174 points last week. So, yeah, um, thanks. I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. Can imagine you are. Um, and so I'm just I'm declaring this a must win. I'm looking to ship off Jared Cook for uh for a skill position for anyone out there yeah, in need of a tight end. As we were discussing before, a few uh, tight ends have gone down recently. The waiver-wise, Finn, um, I think there's going to be a lot of interest in Jared Cook. I've openly said that Rudolph will be open for a trade if anyone's interested. So it'd be interesting to see if anyone makes a move at tight end this week. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just quickly run through these. Um, Malcolm in the Mitchell... Malcolm Mitchell in the middle, sorry, versus uh, hanging with Hernandez. Uh, the projection giving Malcolm Mitchell in the middle a clear nod here, um, but that's with Mike Evans on a bye, so you'd imagine there'll be some changes made there. What are you thinking? Um, I assume Devin Funches will come straight back in um, for Evans there at wide receiver too. Um who's projected to get 11, so that still has him behind, but um, could be interesting. You've got Zeke Elliott at Houston. That could be a big running game for him. Um, we've got LA out at Seattle. Robert Woods could be putting up numbers this week. Yeah. Um, this could be a close one, but um, I think Carolina's run defense is elite, so they've only allowed 100-yard rusher in the last 24 meetings against them, so... Saquon Barkley is going to have his work cut out, and he's a really big scorer for um for Malcolm Mitchell in the middle. Plus, also Diggs is out Philly, so um could be in, could his star players this week could um potentially be uh in jeopardy. So yeah. could be a lot closer than it is on paper, I think. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure, like if that Giants offense can really continue sort of 
putting up Hell points. Yeah. Like, they just... But that said, they do rely on Barkley a lot, and it seems like they only ever use Barkley or Beckham, so... Yeah, well, um, I like to, just as a Carolina fan, obviously I've been watching Carolina. The Giants, like, you know, obviously their strength are Odell and um, Barkley, but, like, you look at what Carolina did to Zeke Elliott week one. He only yeah. had 70 yards, total yards on the ground, I believe, or 70 yards all-purpose, I believe, actually. Um, and James Bradbury has been extremely impressive against both Julio Jones and AJ Green this year, not allowing a touchdown from either, um, and less than 50 yards or 60 yards receiving on both of them. Um, so I think OBJ might have an interesting matchup. He's been turned into a really good cornerback, and that uh, that Carolina front seven is just going to be ruthless on that vulnerable Giants line. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think this game's going to be way closer than it states here at the moment. So who do you think's going to... Get up. Um, I'm going to call an upset. I think Hangman with Hernandez might really? come through this week. I think um, Philip Rivers is going to put up monster numbers at Oakland. I think Zeke will have a big week. Um, and I think Robert Woods is going to have a big week at Seattle as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go for an upset here and say Hangman with Hernandez might snag this one. I'm going to stay conservative, stick with Malcolm Mitchell in the middle. I think Kenyon Drake might sort of balance out Zeke's good game. Personally, but we'll have to see. Should be it. I genuinely think it'll be a close game, so that'll be interesting. Um, moving on to forgetting Brandon Marshall versus the real Slim Brady. Um, I mean, seems like there's a few moves to be made here. Um, couple of players on buys for both teams so not sure who's gonna step up actually yeah well i'm looking at um the real slim brady here my immediate response is going to be that he's going to throw um crowder in for how sorry crowder in for jackson at the flex and um crowder starting to build up a little bit of a connection with uh Alex Smith, and they're playing New Orleans, who have just been in shootouts all year, so I think he might not lose much between Deshaun Jackson and um, Crowder there at the flex, and then for RB, the running back position, with Leonard Fournette still hurt, um, TJ Yeldon, I'd presume, would come in at RB2, um, and he might put up a solid 10 to 12 points, I believe, and... Um, yeah, well, that Kansas City defense isn't... Isn't great. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you today. saw them hold Denver to 23 points today, but I personally thought Denver's play calling was pretty average. Yeah, it was quite average. Um, Jordan Howard hasn't been playing well, so if T- TJ Yeldon can give him, you know, 12 or so points, and, you know, Crowder can be interchangeable for Jackson. I think Tom Brady at Indianapolis, Gurley at Seattle, Cooks at Seattle, you know, I feel as though he might um, be in a pretty good position, despite the fact he's got two players on a bye. Um, on the other hand, forgetting Brandon Marshall, I mean, there's a lot of, the projections are pretty high already, and then you add in a tight end, and he'll have to pick up a defense, um, I mean, you'd have, ooh, is Greg Olsen going to play this week? Uh, no, he's still out. Right, so... He's got a very he's got an issue there at tight end. I think we um, could probably expect him to drop OJ Howard. Howard, sorry. Yeah, he's out for a few weeks, um, and you know he's a good player, OJ Howard, but his fantasy value isn't extremely high. So if he was to drop him, I don't think he'd be getting picked up off the waivers immediately. Um, 
But is is uh, Mark Ingram back this week? Um, I think so. Because if he is, like, I feel as though he'll come into the. Uh, will he come in for Chris Thompson? Will he come in for Carlos Hyde? I don't know. But I mean, um, have Ingram surely, wouldn't you? I I personally I'd put him in for Chris Thompson because I think Carlos Hyde has been pretty good for the Browns. Like he's scored five touchdowns already this season. Yeah. Well, Julio is at Pittsburgh. Thomas is at Washington. They can both put up numbers. He's obviously his strength here is his wide receivers, um, and with Landry as well, who's a PPR, a bit of a PPR monster. Um, the way he's been going to have be welcoming Ingram back with open arms, and if he gets Ingram in there and finds a solid tight end on the way of a while, I think this could be a really, really good game this week. Yeah. Um, I think I personally think forgetting Brandon Marshall will probably get up, um, bounce back from that loss to. Yours truly, last week. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the real Slim Brady. I think um, Tom Brady's going to have a monster day at Indianapolis. Todd Gurley, I'm calling it this week, is going to just go ballistic. I think he's going to have 30-plus. Um, and then Larry Fitzgerald this week should have a good game against San Fran. And like I said, Brandon Cooks as well at Seattle. I think the real Slim Brady will win this one in an absolute um, uh, close affair. I think this will be really close, this one. Could go, it definitely could go either way. Yeah, looks like looks like there's a few close games this week, so it should be interesting. Yeah, um, three and one versus two and two. Yeah. Um, now, I think we're gonna take a quick break while I go and grab my laptop charger, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Um, just a few more games to run through for next week. So. Next up, I have Uggs and Thugs versus uh, Shirley Temples. Um, given the history, I know who I would be backing in this game, but <laughs> let's run through it. Uh, I mean, the projections at the moment have Shirley Temples taking the lead um, with a couple of... I mean, he... Max has a kicker on by and... Troy only has a defense on by. Mind you, it's the Bears' defense, so you know how much that contributes. Um, but, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, what are you thinking? Some changes? Uh, it's an absolutely must-win for Max. He's in abs- if he loses this, it's all over, I think. Um, and he's coming up a guy that well, against a guy who's 3-1, so tough ask for him this week. Yeah, um, I think we can probably expect some more changes from Max before the round starts as well. Yeah, um, looking at his team quickly, like I'd be having a nightmare starting Russell Wilson against LA or Donald Saar. Like, I just would be having that. Seahawks line is absolutely dreadful. And, you know, I don't know the fact what's coming through the middle, you know, the front four and the front three, depending on what formation they run on any given snap. I'd be having nightmares about having. Wilson in, and then Kareem Hunt's running against the Jacksonville defense. OBJ, like I said, he's going to be marked by Bradbury at Carolina. Um, Austin Hooper isn't producing like he is going to be. I think he's going to be a bit worried about this week. Um, and I mean, on the other side, you've got Aaron Jones, who is only projected to get. 4.35 points, but I reckon you'll probably see him come through with a bit more than that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel as though 
he's going to, this week, definitely, like I said before, Uggs and Thugs is going to be demoting um, either Sanders or Thomas to his bench or look to trade one of them, and he'll be bringing Alshon Jeffrey into the starting lineup. Um, I think James White will have a, a ton of receptions at Indianapolis, and um, I'm just really, really worried for Max here. I think he's going to be looking at an 0-5, and, and uh, season over, he might be looking to tank for draft picks, I think. <laughs> um, I think it'll be interest, interesting to see who Uggs and Thugs starts a quarterback this week. I mean, Alex, as you said before, New Orleans have been playing in these shootouts before, so you can probably expect a bit of production out of Alex Smith and Carson Wentz, who's, you know, still coming back from injury, had a good game yesterday. Um, but coming up against that Minnesota Vikings defense, I mean... It is- yeah, I think it's going to be... Yeah, it'll be. he's got a few decisions to make. I think the, it's a bit of a straightforward one throwing um, Alshon Jeffrey in um, for one of the, D- the Denver boys. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does, that quarterback. And like I said, it's a really hard one to try and each week justify, like what we were discussing before with Philly Philly, like trying to each week justify a quarterback to play. You've got to just pick and stick with one, I feel. Um... But I think you'll probably start Wentz. You gotta, I'd, I'd start Wentz if it was me. Um, I think Alex Smith was just there in the interim while he was waiting for Wentz to come back, but Wentz is going to be his quarterback going forward. So I'd, I'd look for him to be starting Carson Wentz. Um, and something else to note is that he's going to have to drop someone to get a new defense for this week because there's no way you're going to drop the de- Bears defense. So that'll be interesting as well. I mean, who... Ekelar, maybe? I mean... I'd be... Like I said, I'd be dropping Alex Smith. He has no use for him. And there's no way you're ever going to see a week when someone like Carson Wentz, you're going to justify putting him on the bench for Alex Smith. Like, I, Alex Smith is solid, but you're never going to justify starting over Wentz. So, my prediction would be he's going to drop Smith for a defense. Um, and then, you know, when the Bears come back next week, the defense he picks up, he'll drop, and he'll pick up a skilled player off the waiver wire. That's my prediction. Interesting. Um... Who you, who you think's going to win this one? I mean, I think it'll probably be Uggs and Thugs. Yeah, I think we're going to see Uggs and Thugs get a win here, and that'll be the last nail in the coffin for Max's season, which is what I also predicted before the season, just so you all know. And <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, seeing a few sort of desperation moves from Max lately. Um, yeah, and he's throwing on, his morals and ethics out the window while he does it. He's not making any friends. Yes, and to his credit, on paper, his team is looking okay. Um, but just sometimes just doesn't work out, you know? Yeah, which is the exact same thing I'm dealing with at the moment. You think any team with Aaron Rodgers, David Johnson, LaShawn McCoy and Tyreek Hill is going to put up numbers, but, you know, what would I know? Exactly. Um... <laughs> Alright, two more. So, next up is what's Dalvin Cookin versus Trundle the Great. Um, Trundle the Great has Trey Burton on by, so he'll be looking to pick up, pick up a tight end to fill that void. Um, the projections give what's Dalvin Cookin a slight nod at the moment, but as I said, Trundle the Great missing a tight end, so you'd probably expect him to get a little bit ahead in the projections there. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the um, projections for players on his team are a little low. I see 
Mike Williams having better numbers at Oakland. I see Calvin Ridley having better numbers at Pittsburgh. Um, you throw in, um, you throw in a tight end, and I think his his projections a little low. But like as soon as you look at his team, you just you know the top four. Matt, Matt Ryan's been playing well. McCaffrey's playing phenomenal. Kamara is just you know ridiculous. Um, and then Thielen's you know Thielen and Ridley are going wild at the moment as well. Um, I think his projections projections are extremely low. And I think also Matt Ryan against that Pittsburgh defense, which really hasn't like shown up at all, giving up however many points they gave up to Fitzmagic. What like quite a lot. Um, what was it? Twenty-seven points to Fitzmagic. The Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens. KC. Yeah, it's just. I think Matt Ryan might have a good game again. Same as Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I mean, Matt Stafford going up against that Green Bay defense, I reckon he could probably score well for uh, what's Darwin Cookin. Yep. Tevin Coleman, I, as far as I'm aware, as and as much as it pains me, I don't think Devontae Freeman's coming back this week. So Coleman takes a clear leading role again. Um, yep. Coleman just recently acquired from Shirley Temples, actually. Yeah, I've um, seen that, yeah. Coleman and Galladay for Dion Lewis. I thought that was a bit of an interesting move on Shirley Temples' behalf. Yeah, well, it, it's, I think he's, it's interesting for um, what's well, Dalvin Cook, and he's got a few selection headaches, I think. Like, um, Will Fuller's been playing really well. So is Kenny Golladay, um, and both of them have good matchups this week. Um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to make any changes at the wide receiver position. Yeah, um, even even maybe um, moving like moving Kyon Johnson into your RB two ahead of Dalvin Cook and playing one of those two wide receivers at flex. Yeah, it's going like I said, he's um. Got quite a quite a solid roster, so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's painful in a way when you've got quite a few players on a similar plane because you know you um and are about decisions, and more often than not we make the wrong ones. Plus, you've got to repa- replace Tyler Eifert as well. So yeah, um, Brennan. Just so you know, Jared Cook absolutely available for the right price, mate. So uh, would you like to put it on air? Any players you're interested in off his roster? Are you gonna keep that one to yourself? Uh, let me have a look. I mean, he's got Will Fuller on his bench at the moment. I'd be happily trading that. Or uh, T.Y. or Kyrion Johnson. Yeah. Just yeah. The well, there you go. Hot off the press. This one will be on Twitter later, I assume. I friends. would imagine so. Um, I think this will be a really good match. Lots of firepower. I mean, we were just talking about how solid Stegs' roster was, and then, I mean, what's Dalvin Cooker? And, in his and, eyes. Well, I don't know about that. But, but then... Yeah, this is a close one. What's Dalvin Cooking? Like, he's also got quite a lot of firepower there, so it should be a close match. I think... I personally think Trundle the Great might just pull out. Yeah, um, we'll see on that one. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Stegs' is from, roster is quite formidable. Um, and his, McCaffrey and Kamara are like 
they're 20 points a week lock. At least. Yeah. Um, All right. And the last game, uh, Philly Philly going up against Max Love's Cox and Dix. Um, Another 0-4 versus another 3-1. So, likewise, with Philly Philly and Shirley Temples, it's a bit of a must-win. No, it's a definite must-win this week for Philly Philly. And um, I think he's going to have a few, you know, selection issues here. Um, are you really going to be starting Mahomes at Jacksonville again or over Jared Goff at Seattle? I don't, know, I don't know if I would be. This is what I'm saying. He's going to have that selection issue every week. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think Leonard Fournette could really, really get some good numbers up against that KC defense. So. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, he, I think he's got. Like, it's very quite fortunate. For, it's quite fortunate for him this week. Philly, Philly. A lot of his skilled players have good matchups. Like Fournette at KC, their run defense isn't um, really that great. Um, Lindsay might have a good week at New York. Then Keenan Allen's got Oakland, who aren't very, very, very good at all. Sorry, in the secondary. Smith Schuster at Atlanta, he'll have a good game. Um, definitely, Sammy Watkins, I think, will be dropped to the bench. Um, yeah, he didn't as uh, no receptions for Sammy Watkins against Denver today. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be touching Sammy Watkins in fantasy with a forty foot pole to be honest. Well, especially when he's coming up against Jacksonville defense. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Um, he'd be a bit upset Terry Collins on a bye. He'd be perfect to slot in at flex for Watkins. Um, uh, um I might. I, I think we'll see either Derrick Henry or um. D.D. Westbrook in yeah. the flex this week. Both, both, like we said, both have good matchups. I mean, yep. Buffalo, the only thing with Derrick Henry is how much Dion Lewis is taking away from him. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I, I think Philly Philly, he's going to have to, at 0-4, he's going to have to make a few trades this week to try and give him that win-now mentality. Um I know, like, you know, when you get to that point, if he loses this week, same as Max at Spearing at 0-5, you have to win out to be any chance. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see if he's active on the trade trade market and waiver wire this week. I think he has to be. Um, and, and I think one of those quarterbacks has to go and he has to get a skilled position player. If someone's going to take one off his hands and he can get a skilled player, I think he has to do it because sitting them both on his, on his roster is just, I think, counterintuitive and he has to pick one and stick with him. Um... And on the other side of things, I mean, Max loves Cox and Dix. Lockie's got to be pretty happy with the start, you know, going 3-1 and one so far. Um, only projected for 105 points this week, but I think you can expect that Rams defense to pick up quite a few points against that Seattle fucking garbage. Um, and... A few tough matchups. I mean, I guess that's when you're a homer and only pick Philly players when they're versing Minnesota. It's a problem, but yeah. Well, I think um, I think we might see Montgomery come out this week. Um, Aaron Jones is clearly taking a more prominent role in Green Bay. Um, I think we might see him come out. And, yeah, I mean, Adrian Peterson could definitely slot into that position who seems to have revived his career. 
I mean... Yeah, and I think against New Orleans, despite New Orleans being a ridiculous team, I think that game is going to be high-octane, and I'd definitely be more comfortable playing Peterson over Montgomery. Um, yeah, I think probably that's probably the only change you're going to be making. Um, you're going to be taking Montgomery out, and you're going to be putting Peterson in, and I think he's going to be in for a um, in for a good week. Yeah, I, I mean... I would toy with maybe Eric Ebron and Zach Hurts, just looking at that. I mean, Ebron coming up against New England, who their defense just isn't what it, you know... Soft as butter. Yeah. Soft as butter. Um, and Andrew Luck is playing well this season. I mean, I definitely think Ebron could put up some production, but also Ertz has, you know, he's coming off 20 points. Yeah, um, this is. A, I think this is an interesting game because I think the better better roster overall, you'd have to say, would be Max's loves Cox and Dicks. <laughs> but <laughs> Philly Philly has some better matchups this week, and I think he hopefully he might be able to take advantage of them and revive his season if he's you know good on the waiver wire and the trade market. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be probably the game of the week. I say. Yeah, maybe this will be the week. Um, who do you think is going to take it? Ah, oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say that Philly Philly's going to get his first win this week. I think he's going to get the win. Great. Uh, well, I think put, take Watkins out and he puts one of those players in. And I think if he doesn't make it, if I think if he doesn't trade Jared Goff this week, I'd be starting Jared Goff at Seattle. Um, yeah. Bill Thomas is out now as well. And I think they're going to run right on Seattle. Um, I think Philly Philly will get the win. And I think I think just building on that, you did see a bit today that sort of when when Mahomes was getting pressured a bit, it wasn't like he only threw what twenty eight for fuck he threw forty five pass attempts, but he was only he only completed twenty eight of those forty five because that Denver defense does pressure you so well. Yeah, um, and with Fournette and, back, like Fournette should be back at full strength this week. That's going to give you a much needed boost. So, yeah, I, th- I definitely think this is the week Philly Philly can win. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what he does in terms of trades, like I said. So, but I think this week he'll win. Great. Um, all right, let's do a, just a quick review of the uh, league standings and then we can go to fan mail and then wrap this up. Yeah, we'll never forget, we've got a new segment coming in. It's sponsored by Old El Paso. It's called Taco Section of the Week, Taco Taco Move of the Week. Um, and obviously the winner of that will be getting uh, Old El Paso Home Burrito Kit slash Taco Kit sent out to them by uh, sponsors at Old El Paso. So we'll get onto that quickly as well. Yeah. Um, do you have a Taco of the Week? Yeah. All right. Well, while we're on it, we'll do that now really quickly. And my Taco of the Week is definitely Shirley Temples with his No Flex Move. Um, or as they're labelling it, uh, the No Flex Zone. Um, he was simply a flex player away from a win this week and instead of looking uh, looking down the barrel of potentially being 0-5 he could be looking at being 2-3 and 3. so um, I think that was definitely the taco move of the week and um, he'll be getting the home Old El Paso um, taco and burrito kit sent out um, by our friends at Old El Paso so what's the model of the story kids is always flex before you you know submit your lineup. yes and congratulations to Max for some delicious tacos, I mean. Yeah, I hope you and your family enjoy those tacos. Um, oh, it's good to see old El Paso are on board this season, um, de- delivering out delicious tacos to our unfortunate Fantasy League members who forget to do things such as start a flex. 
and who also decide to pick a fight with everyone in the league and burn all their britches. So I hope the tacos are worth it, mate, and congratulations. Um, all right. Well, let's just quickly run through these standings. So um, like I said before, there's five teams on three wins and one loss. No, no undefeated teams remaining after uh, yours truly knocked out for getting Brandon Marshall. Um, so on three and one, we have Malcolm Mitchell in the middle, Uggs and Thugs, Max Loves Cox and Dix, Trundle the Great, and Forgetting Brandon Marshall. Um, I mean, I think Trundle, after having an early loss, has really just sort of turned it around. You know, three wins on the trot. Same with Malcolm Mitchell in the middle. Um, a lot of these guys are scoring with pretty at a pretty decent clip. Yeah, and um, to be noted, uh, if you look at some of the 3-1 guys there, Uggs and Thugs has only got 428 against. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell in the middle, 479. Max Loves, Cox and Dix, 461. Um, they're not getting you know big numbers put up against them, which is doing them favours, but you can only play what you're up against. So Yeah. Uh, on, on the other hand, forgetting Brandon Marshall's 3-1, despite having the fourth most points scored against... So that's something to be proud of, though I did drop, you know, 175 on him today, so that probably swayed that oh, a little bit. you did too, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, on two and two, we have four teams. Uh, hanging with Hernandez, The Real Slim Brady, Big Cat Wayne Krzyzewski, and What's Dalvin Cookin'. Um, I mean, hanging with Hernandez, pretty unlucky from the looks of it. Lots of points against. I mean, he's doing pretty well in points four as well. Yeah. So you'd expect he might sort of turn it around a little bit. Yeah, well, um, all these teams at two and two are only a win behind. So, you know, a lot of the three and one teams are looking up tough matches this week. So I think we could, after this week, have a very, very, you know, a lot of three and two teams. Um, and it's going to be really wide open. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, I think... I'm starting to turn it around a little bit personally after my big week, but also because of the trades I made. Um, and as we discussed, I mean, I think both Real Simbadi and What's Dalvin Cooking also have some pretty good rosters, so we can certainly... I mean, I think it could get pretty tight. Yeah, I think this season especially, like last season you looked at a few rosters and you just go, well, these are the best rosters in the league, these are the teams to beat. I think any of the 12 rosters on their day could be the best on that day, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's this is the most wide-open fantasy race we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, at 10th place on 1 and 3, we have you, the Keekly clan. I mean, yeah. look, you've slowed down a bit with point production, but like you said before... Points against 605, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's going at a click of 151.25 a week. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's just not really sustainable. Yeah, plus with um, David Johnson in Arizona, hopefully he picks up um, Aaron Rodgers playing on one leg. And LaShawn McCoy, you know, with his injuries pending, you know, I'm, I'm a black person robbing a house situation, no offence. And um, the dumpster fire of Buffalo. Uh, I, I think my I think my roster is way more talented than one of three. And um, you know those issues accompanied with one hundred and fifty one and a half points against per week. You know, 
Um, it's a bit unlucky on my behalf, and I, but I still have firm belief that I'm, I'm still in the race. So Good. And, I mean, yeah. hopefully you can turn it around against... No, hopefully you can't turn around. You're versing me. Maybe yeah, next week, well, mate. Um, I really, really want to win. So <laughs> be, be wary of me on the trade market this week. I'm going to make a few moves, I think. Um, win now mentality. Um, and hopefully, you know, a few of my star players turn it around and we can start putting some wins together because, you know, it's not too, we're not too far behind at the moment. So. Um, yeah. And bottom two. Shirley Temples and Philly Philly, both 0-4. I mean, it's just must-win situation at this point. You um, 0-5, it's pretty hard to turn it around from there. Yeah, it is extremely hard, um, considering we only play a 13-week, uh, 14-week season, because um, you have to use the, you know, have the two playoff weeks. Um, from 0-5, you're looking at having to win eight on the trot, and um, you know you can't expect every single player in your team to produce every week. You're going to expect a few losses here and there on you know that week where the other team has those players that you know erupt or vice versa. So from 0-5 to ask ask them to win eight in a row to try and make the finals. I mean they're not entirely out of it, but 0-5 is just an extremely tough task. Um, so hopefully you know they can both get their seasons on track this week and hopefully I assume both of them will be active on the the waiver wire and the trade market like I've said many times in this um, podcast but yeah it's must win territory I think um absolutely um I just have one more segment left did you have anything no not really I mean it's um I think there should be a lot more, you know, discussion around trades and, you know, that kind of thing happening at this point. I think this is a point where people are looking to really solidify their rosters or make moves in a desperate situation to try and win now. Um, so I'm a bit surprised at the lack of trade activity, to be honest, um, and the lack of reaching out in general has kind of caught me by surprise. But apart from that, no, I'm really enjoying the league this year and I think it's really open. I agree. Um, all right, well, in that case, our final segment for today is just... Quick fan mail. Um, it's always nice to get fan mail here, here at Practice Squad Sports. It really sort of validates and validates what we do and makes us feel good about it. Um, yeah, it's really good to see people get into it and fans sending in mail. Um, you know, letting us know they're enjoying what we're doing, and you know, it's great. Yeah. So just just one piece of fan mail today. It's very lovely. Uh, it's from at Max Rich on Twitter. Uh, that's GM of Shirley Temple's Max Richardson, for those who weren't aware. Um, Max says, I don't know what kind of integrity standards you pack of hooligans work towards down there at PSS, but I tell you what, if you want to continue posting single-source street talk that you call information, then I'll be boycotting PSS indefinitely. Um, some really lovely words from Max there. I mean... Yeah, it sounds definitely like something coming from a guy that's 0-4 in fantasy football, if you ask me. Um, yeah, well, we... Look, our fans, it's it's what we're doing this for. Um, Max definitely makes me feel good about what I'm doing here. And I encourage others to to join in and send us some messages because it's, it's, just, it's just really lovely and it really makes everything worth it. <laughs> in the end yeah uh, so thanks for that Max um, we can taste the salt from here but um, <laughs> sodium levels are out of control 
Um, I think you should focus more time on looking to actively improve your roster as opposed to throwing shade at a very, very credible sport, uh, fantasy sports source on Twitter. Um, that would be my suggestion to you, mate. Um, but, you know, thanks for writing us anyway. Um, really do appreciate it. Uh, but, yeah, I really think you should be looking at winning, winning some fantasy matches uh, for now and then do some gloating and, um, you know, throw some shade at some people later on when you've got a few wins behind you, mate. But for now, I think just go do that. Yep, I would tend to agree. Um, um, stop burning all your bridges as well. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm getting a lot of you know intel out of people when sources around the league telling me that you're you know very hard to deal with, um, irrational, angry, um, evasive, um, and you you don't mind um, insulting people for no reason. So I think you know that that combined with your really poor record is just really starting to reflect poorly on you as a person and. Um, in other aspects of your life. So um, that would be a suggestion because you can have no one to trade with, mate. And um, at the owner's meeting when we're all sharing a cold beverage or, you know, some sandwiches or something, you'll be sitting in the corner um, twiddling your thumbs at this rate. So I'd, I'd probably have a look at that, mate. Uh, yeah, well said. I would agree. And, I mean, I already made the announcement on Twitter, but I just don't think I can see any foreseeable situation in which I'll be trading Max with Max again this season. So Yeah, and I've heard rumours from Uggs and Thugs' camp that he's just absolutely, you know, not in a position to be... They're not on talking terms now. Um, and he's just been insulting him on his office for Aaron Jones and he's been extremely rude and demanding in his, you know, in his quest for Aaron Jones. Um, and so that's another person, yeah, around the league that is just not really getting along with Shirley Temples at the moment. Um, and that's growing. Um, you know, his integrity's really, you know, taken a plummet lately. So yeah. something to keep an eye on um, outside of the actual fantasy football happenings. Yeah, so just a bit of, bit of league gossip to finish up on then. Um, Jared, always a pleasure, mate. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I um, love doing it. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'll mm-hmm. hopefully come back next week. Thanks, thanks very much for joining me. Um, yeah, I. we can probably expect a few league articles going on up this week. Um, yeah, well, we'll just have a standard, you know, review article, a preview, and probably, obviously, some continued rumours, and I expect the trade talks to be really heat up tomorrow after the waivers come out. Um, and I, I definitely expect a few blockbuster trades before the game start this week. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, mate. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, go Panthers. Go go Browns. We'll see you later. There you guys.